Awesome. Wow, you guys are a great audience, aren't you? You are. It's so good. You know, while Pastor John was there praying and like you see the supernatural presence of God healing. But, I, you know, when he was praying in tongues like our heavenly language, it reminded me of how weird I really thought that was. You know, and after you hear some of the things that I've done, you're going to wonder why I thought that was weird, right? <laughs> but, yeah, tonight I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to like, you know, it's like this has been a like different week for me because all week it's been like dragging up my past. Like digging deep, and I gotta tell you, it's things that I've left behind. 15 years I've I gave my heart to Christ 15 years ago. So, you know, and probably for around about five years before that, I was in the new age movement. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about that sort of thing, but yeah, it's been different. It's been like, but you know, it reminded me about how weird tongues was, but it's just so not weird now, right? But, you know, I, while I was there and I've been praying while we were in the service and I saw this guy with the black T-shirt on. What's your name? Shane, Shane, Shane. You know, and I just got a picture of all these pockets. And I'm thinking, like, what's that about pockets, you know? And, and I, like, pockets are for carrying things. Like, and there was two things about this. Like, there was things, like, two different sorts of pockets. One pocket that you've, you've got gifts that God has given you, that it, you're, just, you're carrying them, but they're not visible yet. You need to put your hand in your pocket and pull that gift out. God's going to give you, like he's going to actually place someone around you who's going to help you to breathe on those gifts. Now the other pocket, the other pocket, there are things that you're carrying that you probably shouldn't be. You know, and, and, and that's, you know, like, I, I, I think you're kind of like a, a responsible, I'm getting like, you know, you're, like, you're a responsible kind of guy and you, you want to try and take the responsibilities of other people that you care about and that you love on you. But, you know, like, it's like God saying, you don't need to hold that in your pocket. So tonight, I really feel that he's going to pull those things out of that pocket and they're going to be released in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for Shane. I thank you, Lord, that you're with him. I thank you, Father, for the gifts that you're breathing on right now. And Lord, I pray that they will come to the fore, Father, that you'd send the right person in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you also that whatever is not of his, what's not his responsibility, Father, that it would be released in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you know, no, another thing, it's everybody's birthday. And I just started getting scriptures for the birthday people. Like, oh, what? Oh, what? So I'll start with you, Alex. And I just got a picture first of, of an anchor. I got a picture of an anchor and I got that scripture. There's a scripture in, in Hebrews that talks about um, this hope is an anchor of our soul. And I just really feel like you are steadfast. God has called you to be steadfast. And there is just a genuineness about you. And you're going to grow in the spirit with that same steadfast character. He's going to build you up. And, and, and you're loyal. You're faithful. You're loyal and faithful to God. And he loves that about you. And you know how sometimes we can be torn from this side to that side. That anchor that you have in Jesus Christ is going to hold you firm and hold you steadfast in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for Alex. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord. 
for her faithfulness. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, your hand is upon her, Father, that you are her anchor, Father, that you hold her, Father, in your hand right now, Lord. You're building her. You're breathing on her, Father. Those gifts are coming in Jesus' name. They're building. They're growing. I just see them up, up, up and rising. Lord, I just thank you for mentors. I thank you for the right teachers in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And and Isaac, for you, uh, I got... Uh, a scripture in Philippians, you know, don't be anxious, like don't worry, but by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and guard your mind. I feel like there's things, you know, that they're in your head, they're in your head, they're in your heart too, and they've been there for a while, but there's, it, like, I just see like like a, like a cloud, but just hold. Listen to Pastor John's message this morning. Do things in the practical, but I feel God is with you. There is going to be a peace that surpasses all understanding on the decisions that you're making right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're with Isaac. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you've called him, that you've anointed him, that you've appointed him, Father, for great things, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your hand is upon him, that you will bring him into where he is called in Jesus' name. I see the light in the path before them, Father, and it is a big, big, big call, Lord. But I just thank you, Lord, for your presence, for your decision, Lord. Let it be you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, and the other birthday boy was Jeremy, right? Oh, oh, there you are. Hello, Jeremy. Wow, Jeremy, I got a scripture in Psalms, I think it's 84.5, and it's, um, blessed is the man whose strength is is in the Lord, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Blessed is the man whose strength is in the Lord. Jeremy, Your strength is in the Lord. There is no doubt about that. God sees that whenever you're feeling weak or whenever you're feeling doubt or whenever you're feeling that things aren't going right, your strength is in Him. You turn to Him and God will reward that faithfulness. And pilgrimage, when I see pilgrimage, I think of Christopher Columbus. I just see like you're a discovery man. There are just new horizons. There's new things and, and just new ways and many. And the thing is, like, you know, like sometimes you can take something and then you can uh, like change it a bit. But I've got to tell you, Jeremy, there are things that God is going to give you that are going to be the first time that people have ever seen them. You're a discovery man. You're going to find things that have not been found before in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the hand of God upon a man of God. I just thank you, Lord, for the strength that you continue to build him with, Father. I thank you, Lord, for his family, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that his thoughts and his heart is set on you, Lord, on pilgrimage, Father. I thank you, Lord, for new discoveries in Jesus' name. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. He is good. He is good. He's a good God. Wow. Well, thank you very much, Ben. You guys have been incredible tonight. You may be seated. Thank you. Whoa. Hello. Been using up all my time. No, (laughs) myself, but that's okay. I'm just going to give you the fast version. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So as we talked about, like, um, is Jesus my guru? Now, you know, some of you might not even know what a guru is. A guru is like a teacher or an expert in a certain field or area. And, and a lot of the time we talk about it in a spiritual thing. So it could be a spiritual teacher or a spiritual expert. So, you know, is Jesus my guru? Like, yes, he is. But he has not always been. Ah, I've had a few gurus before Jesus came along. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to like, I thought, you know, the struggle has been like, how do I do this? How do I do that? But I'm going to share how I got into the New Age movement and how things changed and what changed in me. Cool? Good, good, good. So you know how you have defining moments in your life. One of my defining moments was when my grandfather died. That was a defining moment for me because my grandfather was a minister. He loved people. He loved God. And when he died, it was like my, my life just started to fall apart. And do you know, right in that moment, I knew it's because he wasn't praying for me anymore. All of a sudden, my spiritual, I guess he at that time, he was my spiritual guru because I... Even though I'd been brought up to believe in God, like I never had a relationship with him. So I trusted my grandfather, but when he was gone, like what then? And, and at that time, you know, the very next week after I'd got back from his funeral, so many things were going wrong. Like, you know, the cat died and I got sick, but worst of all was like my son who uh, like got a virus. It was a respiratory virus and it was... He was in high risk because there were babies under 12 months dying. So, and he was nine months at the time. And, you know, in those moments, you think, like, what? I've got no grandfather. Where's my grandpa now? And I knew that I had to pray. So that started the next defining moment. I got on my knees, and I had no clue how to pray. So it was straight from the heart, though. It was like, God, you don't know me. Like, man, I really didn't know what was going on then. But, you know, God, you don't know me, but you know my grandfather. And I have seen that, that you know, you healed through him, that things changed through him. So I'm asking you, heal my son. And it was simple, and that was it. But I knew that it was straight from my heart. I felt like God was listening to me. It was nuts. I just thought, you know, Who's listening to me? But I just really felt that God was listening to me. And like he was, there was such a miraculous turnaround. He was out of the hospital three days later. So he was there for five days. I mean, God is amazing. Like give God a hand for that. So what that did for me though, like I knew that God had healed him. So I'm like, gee, thanks God. Because I didn't know what to do. I'm thinking like, thanks God. But do you know, I made like a, a vow in a way. I thought, I want to know you. I'm going to seek you out. I'm going to find you. I'm going to hunt you down. Like I, I just started getting this thing like, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to know who you are. But the thing was, I had no clue how to. None. I mean, I had a lot of friends that, uh, same as me, believed about God, well, sort of believed in God, but probably apart from saying grace at the table, that was it. No spiritual thing. So I, I had no idea. And then 
something else happened. It was, again, like, boom, my marriage ended. And that was like, what? So when that happened, I started drinking uh, every day. Like, a couple of, like, just a couple of glasses (laughs) of, like, cask cask wine, classy. (laughs) No, but, but yeah, just to take the edge off. I want to take the pain away. Like, you know, the pain, the hurt, the shame, the guilt. Like, my grandfather had married us, so I was, like, I was full of guilt. I was full of shame. And I I was thinking, thank goodness he's dead because he had, you know, like, wow, I I, I just don't think I could have handled it because of that. So there was a lot of, like, I had all those things built up in me. And I started having a recurring dream. Now, I'd had dreams before. And they were natural to me because, like, my grandfather had talked to me about dreams. Like, to me, they were just something that, that, a way that God spoke to you. And this recurring dream, and, like, some of you and I also thought it was like a nightmare because it was about, I, all I could see, I was in a house and I was cleaning it. Oh, wow. What a nightmare, right? You know, bit of a nightmare. So over and over again, you know, you've seen those movies. You wake up, there you are, clean, cleaning the house again. But, but, but yeah, so there I was cleaning this house. And I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to, I need to talk to somebody about God. Like, cause I know it's God. He's, he's trying to tell me something. I need to talk to someone. So I get the, uh, the local paper and there's this little ad in it and it says spiritual counseling. I'm like, there it is. Like I'm ringing up. So I ring up, I go and see this lady. And anyway, I didn't know, like, she's a spiritual counsellor, right? But she's also a clairvoyant. So, so I rock up there and I go, listen, you know, like I've had, like, all these things are going wrong, blah, 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 sort of thing. But I'm having this recurring dream about I'm in a house and I'm cleaning it over and over again. I said, but I think I know what it means. I said, I think the house represents my life and I need to clean it up. I said, what do you think? And she's like... I think you're right. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, okay, so I paid for that, right? <laughs> what the heck? So anyway, she goes like, write down more of your dreams sort of thing and come back next week. I'm thinking like, cool, no worries. So I go back and I think, well, and, and of course, like that actually was, it was from God and that was the right interpretation. I mean, in, in the Bible in Matthew, I didn't know that, but in the Bible in Matthew 7, it talks about a ha- house. You know, when you, you listen to the word of God, if you follow it, you build your house on the rock, or if you don't listen to it and you don't follow, or you listen to it and you don't follow it, you build it, your house on sand. So, you know, that's it. But I didn't know that, but the Holy Spirit had been speaking to me. So I go, I go back to her a couple more times, and in the end, she refers me to someone else. She says, because I, I, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm like, awesome. But the thing was, <laughs> the thing was, like in my dreams, though, the dreams that I was having, it actually started to heal me. Like, within three weeks, I'd stopped the drinking because I'd started listening to God in my dreams and the interpretation of that. So, so you know, I'm thinking, like, wow, wow, okay, this is good. So she sent me to the Baha'i faith. So I know, you think, like, what? And it originated in the Middle East, the Baha'i faith, if you don't know. And, and their mission is to bring harmony and unity in the world. And the main purpose of life is to know and love God. So I'm thinking, like, Sounds good to me. That's exactly what I, I want to know, God. I want to know. So I have lessons with, like, the guru Baha'i person 
like I travel in Brisbane City, I get the kids babysat so I can go in there every week for six weeks because I want to know God. And you know what? It was sounding pretty awesome until the last one. She says, she's talking away and then she says, uh, the world is ending. And then she says, it's in six months time. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what I'm like, what? I've been thinking like, you know, that's not happening for me because that's not going to happen. I says, I can't believe you can believe that. I says, no, nah, this isn't for me because I'm thinking, I don't believe that. I said, you know, I've seen my sons older and they're older than six months. So I don't, I don't believe it. So she's like, oh, no, but, you know, that could have been up in the realms of something. And I said, nah, don't believe it. Catch you later. So <laughs> off I go. So, you know, I'm still going along, still going along. And then I meet the reverend. That's right. I meet a reverend. And I'm thinking, like, finally, I found someone with a title who's a reverend. Like, yes. She's a Christian spiritualist. She's also a clairvoyant. So I do a 10-week spiritual development course with her. And I'm thinking like, wow, I finally made it. I finally found someone who can teach me about God. You know, I didn't even realize that at that time, I'd actually arrived into the new age. That's right. Because what I learned there were things like uh, how to see auras. You may have heard of that before. Psychometry, which is like readings from jewelry. Uh, tarot cards, lots of things like uh, tarot, uh, te telepathy, telepathy, that's it, telepathy, astral travel, uh, yep, that's right, spiritual healing, crystals, exactly, that's right, it just keeps on going, and of course, meditation. Man, I was so hopeless at that. Like, I, I just couldn't get it, because, you know, they're saying, empty your mind, empty your mind, and then, then I'd go, now all I'm thinking about is empty your mind, empty your mind. It's just not working. It's not working. I, honestly, I got like a zero for that. Like everyone else could do it. I mean, I gave myself a zero because I'd be, they'd be there, you know, meditating away and I'd be staring at them thinking like, oh, wow, what's the time? You know, are we going to have lunch yet? Things like that. I was, just wasn't very good at it. Okay, so anyway, it didn't work for me. But, but however... I thought, man, Reverend, like, I'm going to start going to her church. So I went to a Christian spiritualist church. That's right. And you think, like, do they have those? Yes, they do. And then you go in there, like, you sing hymns, and I love that, you know, like, what did we sing? Just a closer walk with thee. Yeah, you know, you know, Jesus, something or other, like, they're old songs, you know. And then, like, Dance with the Lord, that was my favorite. You know, I'd do a little jig to that one, you know, woo. And then, and then we, we, then we'd have a little bit of a um, a sermon, or and then, and then she'd do overhead clairvoyance. Now there was something about, like for me, I was attracted to healing, and I was attracted to the clairvoyance. So I, I'm thinking, like, wow, you know, like, man, I I reckon I could do this stuff because what she's saying, like, I I, I reckon I can do that. So I go off and buy myself some tarot cards. To like think I can do this, but there was something about it. I just thought, you know what? I don't need them to do that. I don't need to flip cards over to see things or hear things. So it was just really like, ooh. Anyway, what happened? <laughs> I didn't actually even know what I really believed. That that's that's the the whole problem. The whole time, honestly, I thought I was following God, because if you've never ever, if no one shared the gospel with you. How would I know? 
How would I know? So there I was. And so the things that I do remember that I did believe about was, because um, there is no, in the New Age m movement, there's not, it's not a single organization. There's no single identifiable leader. There's lots and lots of leaders, lots of gurus. Uh, there's, there's no identifiable constituency. And there's no clearly spelled out beliefs. That's right. But what things that I do remember is like, one of them was God is everything. Like God is everywhere. He's a force. He's consciousness. Which also means that there is no evil. Because if God is everything, how could anything be evil? Yeah? Yeah? So, and the other thing was all things are one. Like there's a lot of talk about oneness. You know, we are all one with each other in the universe. And then also man is God. So scripture has been turned you know, to, to actually give that. And then your mind creates your reality. And then one's own experience validates the truth. Those are other things. And then the other thing is they are universalists, believing that all paths lead to God. So I'm thinking I'm on the right path. And then what actually happened, uh, you know, because it's like a buffet. You go to the buffet, you take a bit of psychometry, you get a little bit of telepathy, you, you get a little bit of auras, you know, you can get a bit of meditation, but if you can't do that, you won't get that. So you, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you, there's no set thing. You, it's like, do your, do it yourself. Religion, really. So there you go. So then I got into Reiki. Reiki is like a healing uh, thing. I did level one Reiki because I was really uh, so drawn to healing. I wanted to see people set free. I wanted to see people healed. And I remember when I did the first one and there was just something about it. I felt power and I felt the, I felt the force, I suppose, and I felt the consciousness and I felt something. But I just knew that it wasn't um, a long-term thing. It was, it, was, it was different. What it was, I mean, I realize now, it was power but no authority. So it's just, you know, that's probably for me has been the main difference. There is power, but no authority. So, so when, when I did Reiki, I did it, I did the one and I thought, nah, I mean, because it's like a course thing and you heal people and stuff like that. And, and yes, there is healings. There is healings because there is power, but there's no authority. So, I, and, and I just felt that, so I thought, nah, not doing that anymore. And then leading up to where I... Uh, I've, I read this. I read heaps of books because I am a reader. I read hundreds of New Age books. I mean, I was in, the, in it for, and a lot of them were about uh, affirmations. And one book in particular, man, I loved it. I just thought, wow, this is the book. Like, this is going to change my life. And, and I thought, you know, and, and the affirmations. Now, I, I go back and I look at that book. It's actually got scripture in it. But do you know what? I couldn't even see it. I wouldn't have even known. I've ne I'd never opened a Bible ever. I mean, I've read Bible stories and stuff like that, but not an actual Bible. So it had scripture. So, you know, I'd be like declaring these things. And I liked it so much, but it still had a new age spin on it. So I, I'm doing that. And I liked it so much that I'm telling all my friends about it. Honestly, this is probably one of the worst things that I've ever done. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how I get like everybody wants to read the book then. And I'm serious. Like one of my friends went and bought 10 books and gave it to all her friends. And these books were going around everywhere. Hundreds of these books 
I'm not even going to tell you the name because you think, oh, I want to read that. No, don't. No, no, no. Do not read that book. You know, they're all reading this book. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like that now. But So a lot of them actually came into the New Age movement because of that. But don't worry because actually most of them are Christians now. Because when I actually came to Christ, I made sure. I went and told them the truth. You know, like, like you know, they, they are either Christians now or they're not following anybody, which is fantastic, which is great because, yeah, that's like, you know, that's pretty embarrassing, right? But, but it came from the right heart. Seriously, I thought I was helping people. But this is, this is what I'm trying to say. The enemy is subtle. You know, it doesn't come up and say in your face, like, I'm the enemy, I'm the enemy. No, no, it's very subtle. Comes through books. Comes through things you watch. Comes through things. I mean, you know, I remember at 11, like, playing with a Ouija board in the girls' toilets. Have anybody done that? Like, no one has? Okay. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. You don't even know what's going on. Play with it. Honestly, I played with this Ouija board and something moved and freaked me out. I thought, not touching that, like my grandfather would have said, don't do that, girl. And so, you know, I was out of there. Anyway, that's the only time I've done a Ouija board, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of things. And, you know, a lot of things, I guess, that was spoken about was karma. Karma, you may have heard of that, you know, karma. Uh, Like what, well, probably the reason you need reincarnation is because of karma. Because karma is like every action produces consequences. And if you don't receive all the positive and negative consequences of your actions in your lifetime, like before you die, well, then you have to come back and get them all sorted. But, you know, that's just like an ongoing nightmare. So I sort of only half believed in that. Because I'm thinking like, I mean, because they talked about coming back like a cat. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be a cat. You know, because if you did really bad things, you come back as a lower form. Like, I, I was like, no way. I don't think I believe in that because I don't want to be a cat. A dog will be okay. No, no. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. This is, this is the kind of thing. So that, I didn't really believe in that. But they're all things that were part of the same thing. Do you understand? Like, there's, there's like a whole smorgasbord of different things that you can do in New Age. So some of them you take, some of them you don't have to. So anyway, then I need to tell you, don't I, like how I actually came to Christ. It's because I went to this thing, and this practically did it. It was like, it was, this was a defining moment. I went to a metaphysical conference thing, and it, there was four major gurus there, big-time gurus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of them, I don't remember anything about this conference except for one thing, and it was an illustration that one of them did. He said, like, just imagine, and you guys can do this too, imagine, like, halfway through the stage here that there is a line on one side of it is darkness. On the other side is light. And so he's standing there talking, and he's standing in the darkness. And he goes, what some of you need to do is this. And seriously, he did that, and it was like, oh, my gosh. I am still in the darkness. I still don't know who God is. I still don't know the light. In that, his illustration, that's exactly what I got. I heard the Holy Spirit say, you still don't know who God is. You still don't know. And I'm like, what? So that, that really threw me because I just felt really confused. And this is what happens. Anything that is confusion is not from God. So I felt so confused. And that night, I already had something on, otherwise I wouldn't have gone. 
But I went to this thing, and then that was it for me. Like, there was a person there channeling. I don't know whether you've heard of channeling, but it's a process of communication where, where um, any consciousness that is not of human form uh, is allowed... It's, it's allowing that consciousness to express itself through a channeler. So the person who's channeling will let someone speak through them. I went there, and it just totally freaked me out. And I just knew, I thought, that is not God. That's the devil. Seriously, like it happened in like two days. That happened, and I thought, nope, not doing this anymore. You know, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. That's a U2 song, right? Like, but, 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 but I was feeling that, and I was so into U2 because I was singing that song, you know, I still haven't found what I'm looking for because I knew that I hadn't found what I'm looking for. You know, in John 8, 12, in, in, um, it says, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. Now, like I said, I hadn't read the Bible, but when I read that, when I started reading the Bible, boom, there it was. It was like I could see the darkness to the light. He is, Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. So there were things that started to happen. So I decided, like, you know, close up all the books, whatever, put the tarot cards away, <clears throat> and... I moved to the Sunshine Coast. I know, I know. I wasn't born here either, Sandra, but, you know. Like, <laughs> but anyway, uh, like, you know, I moved here. And lo and behold, my neighbor is a Christian. Do you know why? Because when you seek, when you want to hunt God down, when you want to know him, he wants you to know him. He draws you unto himself. My neighbor's a Christian. She is like the director of the worship thing at one of the churches on the coast. She invites us to um, a Christmas thing, go along to that. And my heart's starting to soften a bit. Next year, <laughs> she invites us along to another one. Christmas thing, go there again. My heart is starting to soften more. I'm thinking like, oh, wow, wow. And then my like, new age buddy like we we're not in the new age anymore. We're not into anything because we still like haven't found what we're looking for. Uh, she starts going to a church in Brisbane. I'm like, what? She starts telling me about, you know, oh, wow, there's such great practical messages like the one this morning from Pastor John. There's such great teaching and it's free. I'm like, yes! <laughs> I'm like, wow, how about that? You, well, like, what? You didn't pay anything to go because seriously, I paid a lot of money to do New Age for conferences, for everything, lots of things, books, whatever, those sorts of things. So uh, she just sparked my, I go, it got my attention because her life was just changing dramatically. Boom, boom, boom. She was all about Jesus and she says, oh man, you know, got saved. I'm thinking like, Say from what? Like, that's the thing. You know, we've got our lingo. People don't know what we're talking about. She, she couldn't explain it to me because she'd only been saved for a couple of weeks. I'm thinking, like, say from what? I don't, I'm not with you. I'm not, say, like, yeah, so, so, but the thing was, it, it made me curious. And that's when I went along to a church, just like this one, and the person speaking was answering questions on things like, you know, what do you do? about divorce. What, do you, what, uh, what does God, sorry, what does God think about divorce? And of course I was divorced. 
what does God think about alcohol? Don't worry, I wasn't drinking that much then. And, I, and you know, what, what does God think about, you know, raising your kids? All these different questions all over. Like, he, he was, and I'm thinking, like, his answers were phenomenal. And I just thought, like, oh, my gosh. I thought it was going to be condemning. But I don't feel condemned. Like, you know, because a lot of things he's talking about, I've been there. I don't feel condemned. Because I've got to tell you, if you're feeling condemned, it's not God. The enemy tries to condemn us, to take us away. So I go, you know, I'm listening, I'm thinking, oh, I'm not feeling condemned at all. And in my mind, I say to myself, like, this is God. This is the Holy Spirit, because no man could have answered those questions like that in that way without the Holy Spirit. So it was just like a revelation, a realization. And the next week I went along and, and um, when I was invited, I, I got an invitation to invite Jesus Christ into my life. And when I did that, I mean, when, I, when he said, you know, does anyone here want to invite Jesus Christ into your life? And, you know, I had thoughts about, I'd invited a lot of things into my life. I'd invited psychometry into my life. I'd, I'd invited tarot cards into my life. I'd invited all those things into my life. But do you know what? All that time, even though my life had changed a little bit, I was still the same angry, controlling person with shame, guilt on the inside of me. It hadn't really moved me. It hadn't moved me at all. And I thought, you know, and he's saying to invite Jesus into my life. What can Jesus do for me? And he started to talk about a Jesus who loved me just the way I was. He started to talk about a Jesus that could change my life. He started to talk about a Jesus who could bring joy in my life. And, you know, I thought, you know what? I want joy in my life. I want to be accepted. I want to be forgiven. He talked about a, a God who was forgiving, who died on a cross, and, and he would have died just for me. And there was just so much going on, and I did. I, 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 I responded by putting my hand up. And then when he prayed for me, I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace. It was incredible. A peace like I had never, ever felt before. But under that peace was just like a knowing that now I've found what I was looking for. It was incredible. Incredible. Jesus loves you. Doesn't matter where you are. He wants to hunt you down. Doesn't matter what you've invited into your life. When you invite him into your life, he'll change it. Because true spirituality brings transformation. And that's what he does, his Holy Spirit. You know, that's the thing, I guess, that um, Christians have that New Age people don't have, is not only is God with us, but he dwells in us. He dwells on the inside of us. And when he comes, he, he brings love. He brings peace. He brings joy. He brings all the things that, that we hunger for. That's why we want a relationship with God. So if I can just have every eye closed, I just want to pray. Pray for everyone now. 
I want you to think about the things that you may have invited into your life. And you know, you could have done it quite innocently, but I just feel like the power of God is here today to cleanse, to set free, to bring hope, to bring joy. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you love each and every person here, that you accept them, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you died on a cross for us. I thank you, Lord, that you care, that you want to set us free from anything that's held us back in our past, anything that we may have invited into our lives that is not of you, Father. Father, I break now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you bring cleansing, that you bring hope. Lord, that you bring your love. Oh, right now, I just feel hearts like release those things that aren't of, of God. Let them go. Let them go. And you know, while you're...